how are you? Thank you so much for having me. A little nervous about these 11 questions, <laughs> but let's see what happens. So our first question is, are you a reader or a writer first? I was a reader first. Um, I've read ever since I learned how to read, I read everything and anything that I could get my hands on, including like the back of the shampoo bottle in the bathroom or whatever was put in front of me, magazines, books, everything. I just loved to read from the beginning. So I was a reader before I was a writer. And how did you start on this writing journey? When I was about nine or 10 years old, they had what they call a young authors contest in our school and everyone got to enter and I wrote a little story and you know, the parents come and they bind it up with it's kind of bound with like cardboard, but it looked like a real book, you know? Um, and I won that contest in fourth grade and then I won it again in fifth grade. And so ever since awesome. then, I wanted to be a writer. That was my dream to become a, a, a published author. And then, you know, I went to school and, you know, being a published author is not always the most lucrative thing, you know, type of thing. So I went ahead and uh, became an optometrist. So that's what I do with my day job, I'm an eye doctor. And then uh, about 10 or so years ago, I thought to myself, you know what, if I don't try writing now, I was in my early 40s, and I'm like, if I don't try writing now, I just never will. I'll never know if I could have done it or not have done it. So I didn't have an idea or anything. I didn't know what I was doing. I just kind of was like, I put it out to the universe that I wanted to write a novel, and I just started. Like, I started uh, fan fiction. I started writing fan fiction and then I started taking classes and I started doing like writing prompts from Writer Digest and you know it just I met people and I networked and I started to figure out how to do this and then I realized I was a romance writer and so that's where I ended up. Where do you find inspiration for your writings now? You know I think I find inspiration in almost everyday types of things so as a romance writer love is all around um, love is everywhere and you know I, I like when I meet people or um, even talk to like family members and you find out like how they met how they're wet with, was it an arranged marriage was it an arranged meeting how did they fall in love or some people you know where did they meet I even like my kids even they don't want me to tell you but uh, you know they're in their 20s so it's nice to know how 20 year olds are trying to meet each other if they're not online I get inspired by the meet cutes I get inspired by like you know like even like our parents who've been together for 50 plus years and you know that kind of thing so love is all around so I don't really feel like I have any shortage of getting um, new ideas and then I like investigate things that I'm interested in like tropes that I I love to read or, or watch movies of that I will want to try. So actually Five Day Reunion is that favorite trope of mine that I love to watch and love to read that fake relationship where they have to pretend to be together for a certain amount of time. Um, so I thought, well, I'll just try to write one of those and let's see where that takes me. I mean, inspiration is everywhere. Tell me more about your book, The Five Day Reunion. So the five day reunion, and I, I see you have it in the back there. I'm so excited to see that. First of all, the cover is so cute. The five day reunion is the first in my Once Upon a Wedding series that I'm writing for special edition. Once Upon a Wedding means that each book can stand alone, but they touch it touches a wedding in some way. In this particular book, the hero's sister, Tina, is getting married. Um, but Nikhil and Anita uh, were married when they were very young. Um, they stayed married for a couple of years and then they got divorced and his mom 
never told anybody <laughs> that he was divorced. It is now about three years after the divorce and her daughter, Tina, is getting married. The younger sister is getting married. And the whole family is coming from all over the country and in India, her father in particular, who she's worried about his health and also, quite frankly, what he might think. She goes to her ex-daughter-in-law and uh, gives her like an offer she can't refuse. And says, listen, I will pay for a year of law school if you come and pretend to be married to my son for five days. And that's all you have to do is act like a married But you have to do the whole thing. Like you have to stay in the house, act like a married couple for the full five days. So Anita needs the money. So she agrees. But turns out the mom never even told Nikhil that Anita wasn't coming, that Anita was coming. So that right there, that's chapter one. <laughs> that's that's very interesting <laughs> um so that's the premise yeah and so the book is basically divided into the five days of this um wedding celebration and um how their relationship comes around how much did your own culture influence your story and writing in this book oh so much so so over a hundred percent so much um the Wedding is a uh, it's a five day celebration. Um, I added an extra day in there. Uh, Tina is marrying a non Indian person, um, so we added in um, the church wedding and the uh, rehearsal dinner. Um, so we had more events for these two things, and also more clothes and that kind of thing. You know, um, which is always kind of fun. It's uh, it's loosely patterned after my brother's wedding that we had had. Um, well, he's been married for a long time now, so. Um, <laughs> So that definitely played in there. And I love what our wedding traditions. I do love how um, Indian weddings, we kind of balance that seriousness of you're making this commitment with sort of the fun that goes along with it. And that it can be this big celebration that involves family. And I use the term family for our actual people that you would consider family and for, you know, the person you met in the elevator yesterday who might want to attend your <laughs> wedding type of thing. You know, the weddings can get rather large. Uh, and that's it. So it's definitely very strongly influenced. Also the whole divorce thing. I do think it's difficult to tell our parents if there's a divorce. I mean, not that we don't know that divorce happens, but you know, it can be something that's a little bit difficult to tell more traditional members of our family of what's going on, mostly because we're afraid of what they might think. And that kind of comes out in this book a little bit as well. So strong influences there. Did any people around you, people in your life, make it into the book? Not directly. I mean, there's maybe some scenes that I picked up from things that had happened, but I don't have like a, like, oh, this is this person at all. I, um, all of these, I mean, all of the characters have a little bit of me in them. My heroines tend to have a little bit of me or a little bit of what I want to be me in them. And, you know, my heroes have a little bit of the men in my life that I treasure my husband and it's all there, but I can't say, oh, this character is this person. Like, And when you were writing this book, did you follow a routine? The routine is sit down and write as much as you possibly can. This book I wrote faster than I wrote my other three books. I already written three HQN books and they were a bit longer. This one was written in about five months and the other ones took maybe, you know, eight months to a year to write. So I did have to write it faster my routine honestly is so loose. I just sit down at my desk and let's pound out something today um, because words on the page I can edit. Uh, I can't edit a blank page. And, and, and that's always the scariest thing for me is that blank page because it's so hard to just do that first draft. But it's getting that first draft out and then 
going back through it and sending it out to beta readers and, and the, the beta readers are key. So my colleagues are key to everything. So telling me like this story sucks or, you know, this is not making any sense, you know, you need to fix it, that type of thing. Um, so that's part of my routine. So I try to put that into the timeline. Is there something that you found challenging in the whole writing process? Yeah, the whole writing process. Challenging. <laughs> <laughs> um, the biggest challenge that I have is, as I mentioned earlier, is that first draft. It's that, who are these people? Why are they here? And what is going to happen to them? I like people, I like happy people. So my hardest thing is actually making bad things happen to them. So it takes me some time to think about all the bad things that can happen to them and then let that happen to them and then figure out how to get them out of it, right? So for example, there's a scene where they do a dance in this. My original scene was, oh, they do a dance, they're perfect, everybody loves them. And I thought, well, that's really nice, but it's not really that much fun to read. So instead, now they have a big argument right before the dance and right in the middle of the dance, they're arguing and it's awful and people are laughing at them. And that just makes it much more interesting, but that doesn't come natural to me. So that's always a challenge is that first draft and, and figuring out well, what horrible things can I throw at these people. And if someone listening wants to start writing, what advice would you give to them based on your experience? If you want to start writing, just start. I just was in the dark before I even knew uh, what I wanted to write. And, and I took some online classes and I got feedback from teachers. I got feedback from other students in the class. That was really, really very helpful in helping me to learn like how to write. And I just kept with it. And then as I learned more and more, I talked to more and more people. So then I would say, find, find your genre. One of the best pieces of advice that I got was from another romance writer, Shayla Patel, who said to me, you're a romance writer. Why are you looking for critique partners in non-romance writer places? Because they don't get it. So I think within, if you're a mystery writer, I think find, you know, mystery writer people to be sort of your beta readers and your critique partners. If you're a romance writer, then you want to be with romance people because the genres are different. They have different things that they do. We have different ways that we approach this. Our tropes are different. So I think that's what I would say. I'd be like, just start writing and start telling people you're writing and networking with everybody that you could possibly ever meet and find your people. Once I found my people, I was, it was so much easier. It just felt better. That's really good advice. And now I also want to talk to the reader in you. If you were to be deserted on an island with only three books, which books would you pick? Oh, only three books. Well, the first one that actually popped into my mind is called The Guernsey. I got to get it right. It's a long title. The Guernsey oh. Literary Literary Society of Potato Peel. Potato. Yeah, I, I yeah. can never Potato remember Peel the name. Literary Society. Yes. <laughs> I loved that book and I I read it a few times. So I I could I could read that. Harry Potter number 6 and the last book. Hmm. Oh my goodness, there are so many. I don't even know how to narrow it down right now. Um, okay, so let's see. I have kind of a romance. I have kind of a hero's journey type of thing. And um, you know what? I would probably just take, I would cheat. 
seat and I would get like one of Nora Roberts books where she has like the whole series in one and there's like four books in there that's what I would that's do. something I would do <laughs> yeah I would do that and for our last question if you were to pick one interesting life experience to share what would you tell us today so I think one of the most interesting things that was really fun and kind of random is that I was on the Today Show in 2012. One of my other creative outlets is baking. And 10 years ago, I was heavy into baking and I baked cakes for, not even 10 years ago, I still do it, but I baked cakes for all of my children's birthday parties and their friends. And I made, like I built them up and I, whatever, I was creative about it. It was how I out, had my creative outlet. I had made a champagne bottle shaped cake for one of my friend's 40th birthdays. And the Today Show had a contest about the best homemade birthday cake. And all I had to do was enter a picture and a recipe. And the interns at the Today Show at the time chose me and two other women. And we, they got, they, I went by train, but they got us to New York City. They put us up for the night. We got to finish decorating our cakes in the Today Show kitchen. And then the next day we had our 15 minutes of fame while Martha Stewart, the surprise guest, was Martha Stewart. She came by and tasted all of our cakes and proclaimed one of us the winner. And um, I remember this young girl, a college girl at the time, and she won. And I actually still, I followed, I still am friends with those two women. I follow them on Facebook. And when I have baking questions, I DM them and I ask them baking questions. And they still make the most amazing cakes. And so that was really fun. So I was actually on TV for about 12 minutes while that That's happened awesome. with this cake. Yeah, so that was super fun. Yeah. Well, thank you, Mona, for answering my questions and for being a guest on our podcast. It's been great talking to you. But before I let you go, can you tell our listeners where they can buy your book or get in touch with you? So my book is available wherever books are sold. But so if you have like a local independent bookstore, I just want to put a shout out to go and support our indie bookstores as much as possible. So wherever you are, find an independent bookstore. I'm sure it's available there. And if it's not, I think if you ask, it'll, they will get it. It's also available in all of the big, bigger chain stores, Barnes and Nobles, Amazon. Um, I got a picture, someone found it in Walmart, which was super exciting. So it is um, being a har Harlequin category romance. It's available wherever, they, um, wherever Harlequin, Harlequin category romance is available. I am most active on Instagram, so you can find me at Mona Shroff Author on Instagram. I'm also, um, I have an author Facebook page. I do go to Twitter every once in a while. That's Mona Shroff, right? Um, on Twitter, mm, working on TikTok. I have a TikTok. I don't really go there as much, but there you have it. Um, and I do have a website, monadshroff.com, that I am trying to work on harder. It does get updated, um, but the best place to sort of connect with me um is on instagram so there we have it thank you again mona and best of luck with your book thank you thank you so much for having me i really appreciate it